Hi, Lynn here, Lessons from Leaders. We're talking to Cynthia Cherry, who is the president and CEO of Inter International Leadership Association. And it's a packed episode. She talks about crisis leadership and how, how to make decisions, how to break it down into small nuggets to make decisions to move things forward in crisis leadership. And she also talks about interconnectedness, how thinking leaders need to think. Well, she said for herself, she had to learn to think beyond um, whether it's regional or global or me or my organization and think of the interconnectedness of everything, the systems. She also talked a lot about what International Leadership Association is doing, such a fabulous organization. So let's get to it. So welcome back, everyone. I, this is Lynn, and I'm here with Cynthia. And uh, Cynthia, thank you so much for coming. Um, and the way that I, I, I heard about the International Leadership Association and uh, just recently, and I felt quite deficient that I had not heard of your organization before. And I went on the website and I was so excited. There's so much there, so much information and discussions going on that are so timely. And um, so I'm so grateful for you for coming in and, and talking to us. Well, Lynn, it is a pleasure to be here and it's a pleasure to get to know you. And interestingly, as what happens in this world, um, there are all these connections. There's this wonderful little coffee shop in Princeton where I worked before taking on the leadership role at the ILA, and it's called the small, A Small World. Mm. And um, it is true in terms of how small this world is and is becoming even more so on the connections that we have with each other. So it's a pleasure to be here and to be talking with you. And thanks, thank you for that. So just to start with, where I'd like to start, so you have an interesting perspective of both um, being in a leadership organization, uh, organization that focuses on leadership. So having that perspective, work, you know, um, working with lots of leaders and then also leading. So it's like a three layer, um, three layer well that you are that we can go dip water out of. So, and for starting, I wanted to tell us about your own background because you do have a very interesting um crucible, leadership crucible story uh, that in your own past? Well, as you shared, I really, I think in many ways, reflect what the ILA is about studying leadership, the concepts of leadership, teaching it, and also practicing it. And I've had frontline experience as um, we've talked in higher education and in campus life and student affairs work, you work with um, students in their day-to-day -day lives, but also the overall campus community and how it fits within a greater society. And as I shared, I was at Princeton University and then prior to that at Tulane University, both in vice president roles. Um, and while I was at Tulane, I was there during Hurricane Katrina and when we talked about crisis work and how you look at crisis leadership, it was a um, front door, if you will, experience to um, studying and practicing crisis leadership in hand. And it is like uh, crisis leadership, the best way I can describe it is that it is leadership on steroids mm -hmm. and it is where time is compressed. Pressed because when you're at 
type of a natural leadership, um, natural crisis um, that is um, that overtakes not just a city but a state and basically imp- impacts so many people beyond that it is where time gets compressed, where the decisions you needed to make, where you usually have the time to make a decision in a month, you have to do it that week. And with a week, you have to do it today. And the decisions you had to make, you have to make today, you should have made yesterday. So Mm -hmm. everything is compressed in time. And so uh, that brings up so many questions for me. One is what, you know, leaders right now are thinking about do we uh, many things. One is, do we go back? Some of us go back to work. Do we not? Um, what the staff is asking for, the, some want to come back, some don't. I'm just talking about that. And then there's the whole racial injustice. So how, what advice would you give to people that are looking at this completely new, no, no overused word precedent before you know, how do you make decisions knowing, how do you go forward knowing that there's so, it's all unknown? Well, first, let me not presume for others, mm-hmm. um, but drawing on the research and my personal experience, these would be some of what I would call leadership lessons learned through um, that crisis and others and the ones that were presently experiencing. Um, And even though it's a common experience, we all have our own personal stories around the crises that we are now involved in, right? But if I look at some of the leadership lessons that we learned through this, um, first, there is no normal. There is no old normal. There is no new normal. We are living in the present and in the moment, right? And there is no going back. Uh, The second thing that I think is, and we have seen this in the pandemic, is everything that you know and don't know changes, right? So you make decisions with the best information you have at the time, and you make the decisions for the right reasons, not the political reasons, not the legal reasons, but the reasons for humanity, right? Mm -hmm. For humankind. I think of like... um, with Tulane University and working with a really an amazing senior staff team and a president um, who had studied crisis leadership, Scott Cowan. The thing we had to always look at was what do we know today and what do we need to decide today and what do we need to do today? But the information shifts. It's much like with the pandemic. If you think about what we knew last March, almost a year ago now, um, we know more, right? We know more about what the virus is, et cetera. But we also have more unknowns around variant strains. So the information keeps shifting and you have to make decisions that are right at that time. Um, I think some of the other things that we learned through crisis leadership is that all of your strengths and your weaknesses are amplified, right. right? So if you had a weakness in your organization before, often you worked around it or you did workabouts. You can't do that during a crisis, but you also learn about the strengths of your organization and the strengths of your people and how they rise to the occasion. I saw that all the time 
um, in not just Katrina, but in many different crisis situations. And we're seeing it today. We can all look at the stories of how people rise to the occasion. And we also see the um, infrastructure weaknesses that we have had and the lack of preparation mm -hmm. that this was not coming, even though people kept saying it's going to come and there will be another after this point. So the fact that it amplifies our strengths and our weaknesses and taking this time moving forward to look at how we get better. That's the critical part, not to forget, but to remember so that we can get better. And then I'd say a couple of other things that I've learned over and over is that these large crises become overwhelming, right? So you have to learn how do you put a small scale, right? take it and bring it back to a small scale to the big, you know, bring a big scale problem and make it doable and in chunks. So with the pandemic, we all know we can do something. We can wear masks. Mm -hmm. And that is a small thing, but it has huge implications. So we are a part of the solution by the things that we can do. So bringing that small scale to a large scale problem is important. Um, and then probably the thing that always amazes me and gives me hope is that leadership emerges from everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not the people at the head of an organization, and yes, they're important, but it's how leadership emerges throughout an organization or throughout society or in a community that makes a difference, right? So. People coming to the occasion made me think of with Tulane, we had a group of students who were trained as EMT students and they took that skill set and they went out into New Orleans and worked with the city of New Orleans. Um, but they were an amazing group of leaders who took risks to help others. And they weren't the only ones. You think about the stories within hospitals and you think of individuals that are doing something for the neighbor down the street. Those are small things, but it's where leadership emerges from everywhere and it has an impact on the greater good. There's so much in there that I appreciate it. And I wish that we had had you on three times already, as opposed to now, you know, a year into the into COVID. Um, and I think it's so helpful to think about, you know, what is, it's a big thing, but what's the small thing that we can do to think, for leaders to think, I'm making the best decision I can with the information that I have now. Um, you know, what's the best for our mission, our, our organization, and, and, um, and pinpointing the strengths. I, I, I hope, and I'm sure people are doing this, you know, talking, telling the stories about how strong that we are. Look at what we've done. Look at how we've survived. You know, telling the stories about the leaders that within the organizations have, um, that have emerged that is so that helps um, build resilience and in the organization to say, yeah, look at, we did this to rem remember the stories, remember how far we've come. And then the other thing that I just wanted to underline was looking at the, um, I don't remember if you said the cracks, but the weaknesses, the strengths and the, and what's not working and then plan 
plan those out like what does that mean for us so being intentional and all of this sounds so lovely and i know people are slammed trying to just do day to day right so um and, and i'll say this to everyone out there watching you know please don't feel overwhelmed or like you should you're behind the eight ball if you haven't done all these things or this is all in an ideal scenario right what you could do or how you could think but it's so hard right now especially the women yeah. women leaders with children at home yeah and we know that it's just speaking of amplifying weaknesses mm -hmm. uh, there's a sense of this pandemic has reduced some of the progress that's been made around gender equality gender equity and it has also the progress that was made around re reducing poverty in the world we've lost some of that mm -hmm. um, progress um, we've taken steps back um, but that said there are also things that we can do mm -hmm. right and it goes back to that small scale what can we take that is doable that we can do that has an impact within our own community right so again what are the nuggets mm -hmm. that we can do something about that doesn't just rest with us, it does with the greater good. Because what we do for ourselves and for our family and for our community also has a greater impact beyond our community. And we're seeing that both in the good and the bad, mm -hmm. right? How so? So talk about how you're seeing it in the good and the bad. Well, if if you, um, there are behaviors that we can do that are bad behaviors mm -hmm. that have other implications, right, within mm -hmm. our community. Um, just like we can have good behaviors, good acts of kindness, mm -hmm. um, that makes a difference. So it, it's not just a, a one way or the other, our actions and our behaviors have implications, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly, if you will. Mm -hmm. If you, so just thinking about your own self and your own leadership journey, what, what do you know now that you wished you'd known back in the day when you were aspiring or when you took on your first leadership challenge or... And the hindsight is, let's see, if I reflect mm -hmm. on what I know now and what I still aspire to know more of, mm. um, I would say how interconnected and interdependent we are as a society mm -hmm. and how important it is to see connections between people in between ideas so it goes back to something i said earlier about how what we do um, has implications beyond ourself um, and i think the earlier we learn that and understand that um, the greater impact we can have on the world and on the greater good or on our communities in percent so i guess seeing how interdependent we are if i would have known that earlier and learning the skill of seeing connections mm. earlier um, and 
appreciating our interdependency more because um, I think that's a critical skill set and I think it's important for us moving forward. And is that both like as a leader, how you need the people around you? Are you thinking, or maybe you're thinking of it all, like all the organizations also need each other? Can you unroll that, unpack that a little bit more? Sure, and I would actually, I'm going to pack it a bit more um, before I unpack it. Uh, So in addition to seeing the systems, it's to see the other, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And how to appreciate our differences so that we can come to the commonalities. And so as I look at those two areas together, it really talks about how interdependent we are as a society, all right? And how important it is for us to appreciate each other and understand each other so that we can collectively work together on on problems and issues. So it's not just to see from our world, but to see from another perspective. There's a great term I love, which is social parallax. We only see the world from where we stand. And what we need to do is we have to get outside of our own um, circles, if you will, or maybe a better visual is to expand our circle so that we can understand others and get into that other world a bit more. I, I like that a lot. It reminds me of when the astronauts were up looking at the earth. And I've read over and over again that they say, they just see the earth as this one entity. And they say borders make no sense from up there and differences between people. And and, um, and anyways, that's what I was seeing. I was seeing in my mind's eye the earth from from space when you were talking about them. Oh, Lynn, that's a, I don't know the exact quote, but it is a Russian astronaut. Um, It's a beautiful quote. And he says, as you're taking off and initially you focus, right? And you see your country um, and then you see the continent, right? And then all you see, the farther up you get is the world, the earth. And then you see beyond it and this universe, right? And it just, it reflects how getting up beyond our own sense of being, we see how connected we are, but also how small we are in this big scheme of life. It's quite a different perspective to, to, be, to focus on the interconnectedness or the social para, par, parallax. Social parallax, yes. Social parallax. That's a different place to stand than what is my mission? How am I doing? How's my team doing? It's a a, a shift that I would imagine some of us would, it would require practice and um, perseverance to to stand there. Well, think of how we are um, parts of systems and systems are parts of greater systems, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we all, many of us, most of us were born in a system. A hospital is a system, um, but it's a part of a larger system, mm-hmm. right? And if you think of the world, 
today, um, it's different because we're much more a part of these multiple systems. So there are networks upon networks that we look at and every network has nodes and those nodes are connected to others. So there's this complicated um, interconnection that takes place. It's much like thinking of spider webs, right? And um, when you touch a spider web, it reverberates throughout. Well, systems are like that. They have unintended consequences, but everything is connected to everything else. Um, versus thinking about a hierarchy, which is a ladder, and we often think very linearly of a step ladder or going up the ladder, right? But in essence, when things are connected and in today's world, it's, it's like uh, being a part of the hierarchy and being part of the network at the same time. That's the complication we're experiencing, I think, in this transitioning time. It's that sense of we have a foot in both worlds, right? In this hierarchical world, within organizations that still think very hierarchical and in this networked world where everything is connected and interconnected. It's what Tom Friedman has talked about in his book, The World is Flat. And in his later books, he talks about how we have gone from being connected as a society to being hyper-connected. Mm. And that hyper-connectivity is due quite a bit because of social media, communications, technology, and it has ramped up and compounded how we get, like we talked about information, how we see the world, how quickly we have access to so much, how algorithms shape how we see things and think about things, what we read. So there is this great interconnectivity that is taking place today. So change is no longer linear. Change is no longer slow. Change takes jumps and starts, and it's accelerated. In some ways, we're in a crisis mode where time is compressed now all the time. I think that that last statement is very true, and and we just haven't... um accepted it men it's been hard to accept that and thank you so much for bringing interconnectedness i am quite loving this a lot and i think that it's going to be have to be something um, we're going to have to unpack more and talk about more so before i let you go i would love it if you would tell us a little bit about your lovely organization um so maybe we can get some more people to join up join you well, thank you lynn um i love the i love talking about the international leadership association um you know there are some things in your life that um you know you were always destined to be a part of and i believe this has been one of those areas and i've been involved with the ila since its inception uh, serving on the board and then um continuing to grow the organization, if you will. And the ILA is now the largest global network of all those who study, teach, and practice leadership. Um, And we do our work by creating trusted spaces for our members and others to come together, if it's online or in person, at our conferences, um, at our summits, um, through um, um, our networks. And then we also create trusted 
resources because there's so much out there right now, but having resources, if they're books, publications, um, the website, content from our members that they present, all of it is relevant for today and it passes rigorous standards. So the work we do is bringing together individuals who are passionate about the study and the practice of leadership to explore all concepts and ideas around leadership. And we cross all sectors, all geographies, um, and, and cultural, right? So I love what one person described as the ILA is it allows them to walk in somebody else's shoes. Another person described the ILA is when we get together we exchange ideas before we exchange business cards. Mm -hmm. And when I think of the ILA, there are some um, visuals that come to the forefront. One being looking out into an audience and seeing a CEO and a former prime minister and a leadership scholar all talking together intently and then laughing together. I mean, it's like it, it, it just reflects all the different sectors of people coming together. And another one of when we were in Prague um, and going to the Liechtenstein Palace, which used to be a place where they would develop um, war plans in Europe during World War II. And it has now been converted to this space of art and music. Mm -hmm. And we had the opportunity to listen to the um, orchestra, which is a leaderless orchestra. There's no conductor, but they all together create this beautiful music. And that reflects the ILA because everybody coming together brings their leadership, their followership, and their context, where they are coming from collectively together to share ideas, new ideas, to co-create, right? To come together to explore the study and the practice of leadership for a better world. So yes, would love to spread the good news about this professional membership association. So I recommend everyone check out their website and um, join me there because when you look at the website and all that's available, there's it's just like how could you say no? So that's my um, my affirmation. And Cynthia, we want to thank you so much for coming um, and being on today, for taking the time to be with us and to share your uh, perspective, which is is a new one on this podcast. So thank you. Thank you, Lynn. It's been a pleasure.